0: Other than two losses to Michigan, Ryan Day has only lost four other games in his four years at Ohio State. Pretty impressive. Does everybody think so? I have the answer. Locked On Big Ten starts now. You are Locked On Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day welcome to locked on big 10 i'm craig Sheeman. thank you for making us your first listen each and every day really appreciate it we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube it's part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day so ryan day just wins a couple of losses against an important team people want to talk about it a lot Does he get enough credit? I will give you that answer in just a minute. And why do the Buckeyes really keep rolling? Plus, we have Tuesday tweets or whatever we're calling them now that Twitter is changing. Be sure to subscribe and follow on Locked On Big Ten wherever you get your podcasts. And that way, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast whenever it becomes available each and every day. All right, right off the bat, I don't think Ryan Day gets enough credit as the head football coach at Ohio state. And I'm saying that as a guy that was born in Michigan. Okay. He does not get enough credit and I'll explain why. And look, maybe it's because he just lost those last two games to Michigan and they were kind of big margins too. And people are cranky about it in Ohio. Maybe it's because he took over a loaded program and hasn't won a national championship. You know, that quote that Jim Harbaugh once said when they were going back and forth verbally said look some people are born on third base and think they've hit a triple maybe that rings true to some people it resonated with some maybe i don't know we're going to discuss this a little bit we're going to talk about ryan day and how he got here at ohio state and piece this all together so as you know uh ryan day started off as a player he was a quarterback and a linebacker at the University of New Hampshire from 1998 to 2001. One of those old school guys that never left the football field, right? Quarterback and linebacker. That's, uh, that's pretty – you don't see that at all anymore. So he stayed at New Hampshire after he graduated. He coached there, uh, started coaching tight ends in 2002. Then he was a GA at Boston College in 2003 and, of course, 2005 ends up going to Florida, which was very important because that's the relationship with Urban Meyer. After that, back and forth, went to Temple, then BC, The back to Temple and then BC. And while he's hanging out in the Temple area, Philadelphia, um, he makes a connection. And guess what? 2015, he tries his hand at the NFL and becomes an uh, assistant coach with the Philadelphia Eagles with Chip Kelly and handle the quarterbacks, coach guys like Sam Bradford and uh, even Tim Tebow for a minute there. That was his last stop there in the NFL. Of course, 2016, he left with Chip Kelly to San Francisco when he changed jobs with the 49ers, again, working with quarterbacks and uh, Blaine Gabbert and Colin Kaepernick and guys like that. Eventually, he goes to Ohio State as the co-offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach in 2017, relationship with Urban Meyer, and uh, goes there, starts working with J.T. Barrett. By 2018, he um, was the acting head coach at Ohio State uh, for a little while, and, uh, of course, Dwayne Haskins was there and became the head coach overall in 2019 and worked with Justin Fields as he had just come from Georgia. So and we're going to talk about that's important. His relationship developing new young quarterbacks. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. And so over the last four years, he's accumulated a 45 and six record. That's spectacular by anybody's standards, 45 and six, two big 10 titles. And in 2019 was the big 10 coach of the year. But again, I asked at the beginning, does he get the respect that he deserves? Let's look at that a little closer. And I think the first thing you could say is, look, they haven't they haven't won a national championship since he's been the head coach. Urban Meyer was, you know, he won a national championship. That's your high bar. That's your expectation, Ohio State. But other than that, he really, the program that he uh, has inherited was a part of before and uh, is the head coach of now really hasn't fallen backward. And by that, I mean, look, they're still competing and winning Big Ten championships. They're still getting into the college football playoffs. And from you know, only four teams make the playoffs. And so from that aspect, he's still he's still keeping them up at a very, very high level. And so I I argue, yeah, they haven't really fallen backwards, even though they haven't won a national championship. And that's what everybody expects. The two losses to Michigan, really sticking a lot of people's craw. He has one and two against Michigan and people don't like that. Obviously, obviously look, Jim Harbaugh went through the other side when he couldn't beat urban Meyer and Ohio state. And people like to point out, he's the first coach of the 21st century to lose multiple games to Michigan, but okay. He's one and two thus far. Um, I want to look back at the four losses other than the Michigan game. He had a six point loss to second ranked Clemson in the peach bowl in 2019 in 2020, he lost to top rank Alabama in the national championship. Okay. He got to the national championship, didn't win the game in 2021, a September loss to Oregon by a touchdown. Now it was at home. That bothers some people, but I mean, that's really the one only game that really kind of sticks out in that kind of a category. And then 2022, had the one-point loss to top-ranked Georgia in the Peach Bowl on a missed last-second field goal as the clock struck zero at midnight on New Year's Eve. That's it. Those are the losses. All of them. All four of them, other than the two Michigan ones. Now, Urban Meyer only lost four total in his first four years at Ohio State. Again, Urban created this high bar that is almost impossible to match, but we're going we're gonna to tell you how Ryan Day is doing overall. I got a twist on this. Hang around for this. Follow me through. Connect the dots. Urban never lost to Michigan. He's got that 7-0. They'll build a statue for him for that. In fact, he beat him by an aggregate score of 237-189. to Most of those games weren't even close. Um, they as not only lost to Michigan two years in a row. They've been sound defeats on the other end. No doubt about it. And he will always be compared to Urban Meyer, who set that bar so high. And in seven seasons, went eighty three and nine urban did nine losses in seven seasons incredible no doubt and he won one of his three national championships at ohio state and won three big 10 titles so let's compare ryan day to other coaches Eh, let's pick uh i don't know about woody hayes how about woody hayes you've heard of him (laughs) woody lost nine games and had two ties in his first three seasons at ohio state But it was his big fourth year that he went undefeated and won the first of his five national championships. Throw in 13 Big Ten championships, and now you got a legend. Maybe we'll hold off on comparing to to Woody Hayes. Maybe that's a bad example. By the way, Woody went 16-11-1 against Michigan. And for you youngsters out there, just to paint a picture about the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry, back in 1968, The Buckeyes were up on Michigan 50 to 14. And Woody Hayes went for a two-point conversion instead of kicking an extra point after the game. He was, why did you go for two there with the game out of hand? And it was a blowout. He said, because I couldn't go for three. That's how this rivalry rolls. (laughs) So kind of set the table just a little bit, painting the picture with where Ryan Day is and who he is following and what he is a part of, and coming up in a moment, I'm going to put it all into perspective for you as we move forward. Okay, I want you to think about this and listen to this. We got all that coming up as we continue right here on Locked On Big Ten. We are brought to you by eBay Motors, of course, and. For a championship team whether you're ryan day and the ohio state buckeyes and trying to get to a championship you gotta have the right players you gotta have the right roster everything has to be a perfect fit well it's the same when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so the next time you need parts and accessories head to ebay motors and with ebay guaranteed fit you can be sure every part you need fits right first time around just add your ride to my garage And look for the green check to know that your part will fit or your money back. It's as simple as that. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win with the right parts and when they're guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay, guaranteed fit only available to us customers eligible items only exclusions do apply this is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design the kind of experience you can only find in a lexus suv a feeling this empowering is invite only fortunately you're invited Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. All right, so Ryan Day, he's there ensconced at Ohio State. And the Buckeyes keep rolling and they win a bunch of games. I want you to keep something else in mind. And I want you to keep this in mind as we continue with this podcast on Lockdown Big Ten. We're going to talk about this very factor with Michigan, with Ohio State, and Penn State. When we around the corner, when we switch from four playoff teams to 12, unfortunately, I've been against this. Everybody's up for it. But I think the number one argument against it is it's going to take all the pressure off of the greatest rivalry in sports, Michigan and Ohio State. It's going to take all the pressure. If you let 12 teams into the playoffs and, you know, we very well could have Michigan and Ohio State be undefeated when they play each other. And, you know, whoever loses, eh, no sweat. Still going to make a 12-team playoff. You're still going to be in the top 10 of the country and get into that playoff spot. So I think it really hinders big rivalries like this. But I'll get uh, get on that a little bit more down the road. But it's, it's I feel very strongly about it, no doubt about it. But um, that is something if you're like Ryan Day, hey, maybe this will take a little pressure off. And uh, if we do lose once in a while, we're still going to playoffs. We can still fight for a national championship. And also, I'll say in Ryan Day's corner, you know, we talked about Jim Harbaugh yesterday. Ryan Day's not going to be interviewing for NFL jobs every year. I, I think he wants to be a college football coach his entire life. And I think he wants to remain at Ohio State. Now, he's coached three first-year quarterbacks in his time at Ohio State. And the stats jump off the page at you. They are absolutely phenomenal. Talk about Dwayne Haskins, Justin Fields, and C.J. Stroud, the three of them together their first year under Ryan Day, averaged 4,179 yards passing, averaged 9.9 yards per attempt, averaged a touchdown-to-interception ratio of 45 to 6. 45 touchdowns to 6 interceptions. Remarkable. And he just keeps on rolling with these guys. Whatever, he's like the quarterback whisperer. And he's got Kyle McCord coming up this year. But you know what? Kyle McCord should be fine. He's got a young center up front that he's got to get used to. They both have to get used to it together. But other than that, with weapons like Marvin Harrison Jr. and Ibuka Emeka, at wide receiver, both are going to be in the NFL. Loaded weapons. Going to make his job a lot easier. Should be another year of a new young quarterback under Ryan Day doing exceedingly well. No doubt about that. So after the Buckeyes' season opening game at Indiana, this year on September 2nd, there is a tough game around the corner, week four, under the lights at Notre Dame. There's going to be a lot of scrutiny there. That's going to be a humongous test for both of those teams. And a lot will be made and figured out once those two teams play each other for both teams, as a matter of fact, because both have big expectations this year. However, if you, and don't forget uh, Ohio State, you still have Penn State, but that game's at home at least on October 21st. So you could be looking at a situation where Ohio State could be 11-0 going into that Michigan game. Very, very possible scenario. That means Ryan Day at that point of his career at Ohio State would be 56-6. and 56-6 if he goes 11-0 into the Michigan game from where he's standing right now. That is a 90% winning percentage over five years. Remarkable. By comparison, I'm going to give you a few more to compare, okay? By comparison, he did 90%. Newt Rockney, 88%. Frank Leahy, 86%. Urban Meyer only won 85% of his games as a head football coach. Barry Switzer and Tom Osborne, 84% each. Dabo Sweeney, 81%. Nick Saban and Bob Stoops at 80%. So Ryan Day will go into the Michigan game, he possibly 11-0 with a 90% win rate over the last five years, and what if he loses the game? What if he loses to Michigan? And he's 1-3 against the Wolverines. And 0-3 oh and, and, and just uh, over, over the last three. Three-game losing streak to Michigan. How's that going to sit with Buckeye fans? 90% wins on one side. Getting to the playoffs but 0-3 against Michigan in the last three years. 1-3 and overall if he loses that game. How's that going to sit with Buckeye fan? And is it fair that it sits like that? Because you know the answer to that question. The last time Michigan won three in a row and therefore four in a row against Ohio State was back from 88 to 91. John Cooper was the head coach of the Buckeyes at that time. In fact, Cooper was from 1988 to 2000. Cooper... Won almost all of his games, had trouble with Michigan. In fact, he was 210 and one against Michigan, but won almost all the rest of his games. In fact, under Cooper, from 1993 to 1998, Ohio State had three one loss seasons, and they lost twice in 95. But in those 93 and 96 one loss seasons, guess who the one loss was to? Michigan. In the 2 loss season in 95, guess who one of the 2 losses was? Michigan. Ryan Day might be on a similar trajectory. And after Urban Meyer's run when he went 7 and 0 against them, maybe people aren't as patient or maybe we won't give Ryan Day the amount of patience that they afforded John Cooper. But Buckeye fans should be. They should be patient. I mean when you're when you're rolling in every other aspect like that, and everything else is good. You can't be saying, oh, he's in the hot seat. Even though I have 0-3 against Michigan, he would be in the hot seat. He would be. He shouldn't be. You, do you know that UCLA basketball coach John Wooden won 80% of his games at UCLA and 10 national championships? 80%. Gene Bartow followed him and only lasted two years before he was run out of town, and he won 85% of his games, but no national titles pressure got him out of there ran him out of town bottom line is no matter how things go with the ebb and flow against the michigan wolverines i think ryan bay will be the long term long time coach of the ohio state buckeyes and i think he'll stay there as long as he wants i can see him growing old he's got that uh that beard a thick beard and that hair it all turned gray he'll be old and he'll still be the head coach at ohio state for as far as we can see into the future that's my opinion. Thanks for making Lockdown Big Ten. Your first listen each and every day. You every day is out there. Our next show is going to take a look at Big Ten Media days coming up in Indianapolis. So be sure to subscribe down below on YouTube and share, follow and like Lockdown Big Ten. We'll love it if you share this with the arrow with somebody that you think would uh, would really enjoy Lockdown Big Ten. maybe a, maybe an alum friend, family member. I would love it if you would share, but definitely subscribe. We're getting our numbers up. They're going sky high every day, and it's all because of you guys, and I can't thank you enough for that. Coming up, our next uh, weekly feature, we're going to do Tuesday tweets. All that coming up as we continue on Locked On Big Ten. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, here on Locked On Big Ten, we're going to do our weekly feature. It's Tuesday Tweets. Although, with everything going on on Twitter and now it's it's X, I don't know what we're going to call this segment anymore. I'm perplexed. In fact, hit me up on Twitter or whatever we're calling it, at Talk Big Ten. Let me know. Or hit me with the comments here as well on YouTube. So now it's it's X. I don't know. We can call them X's, Z's, Sweets. I don't know what to call them. I absolutely don't know what to call them. Nevertheless, let's take a rundown and look at some of these tweets we picked here today. And uh, the Big Ten has the uh, the defenses ranked. You got Michigan at number one. They got all Big Ten linebacker junior Colson returning. Penn State at number two. Manny Diaz, all about um, getting Abdul-Carter. Abdul-Carter last year as a freshman, breaking out six and a half sacks. Incredible year last year. He's back. Iowa, I've been talking up to Iowa defense a lot. And they lost a lot of talent to the NFL. But they got all Big Ten corner uh, Cooper DeJean back. Three interceptions, three pick sixes last year. Guy's just like a ball hawk. got Ohio State at number four. Marvin Harrison Jr. getting all the attention on offense, but Tommy Eikenberg and Steele Chambers, their leading tacklers, return. So a lot of great uh, defensive players at Ohio State. Illinois rounding out the top five. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Purdue, Maryland, and Nebraska rounding out the top ten. And some question marks for Indiana, Rutgers, Michigan State, and Northwestern. This is from uh, at Big Banter Sports. Appreciate it the tweet there. And uh, by the way, those of you who are only listening on the, uh, the audio version, we put these graphics up, trying to explain them as well as I can in detail for everybody watching on YouTube. This next one is from the, at the Spartans wire picture of uh, the Spartans at a Michigan state football game. Where would you rank the Michigan, Michigan state among big 10 rivalries? And uh, boy, it's right up there. Obviously number one is Ohio state and Michigan. How high would you go with this one? I personally, look, we all have our favorites too. I mean, I went to Indiana, so I like Indiana, Purdue. but this Michigan, Michigan state is uh, is pretty big. There's no doubt about it. Uh, so let's again, hit me on Twitter on what you think. Also, we have here um, at uh, Big Ten Football. The most returning all-conference players. You know, the Big Ten has 99 all-conference players returning this year. Just quality talent up and down the board. Ohio State leading the way with 16. Michigan, 12. Penn State, 11. And Illinois has 10 players. Iowa, 9. Minnesota with 8 returning all-conference players. Maryland and Wisconsin, both with 7. Purdue, 5. Michigan State, 4. Indiana and Nebraska. And Rutgers with 3. And Northwestern with one, uh, here is one from at S W M K K Keon. Uh, he's, it's about, he's got a picture of Matt rule on it. And at the bottom, it says the big 10 still st- a starchy league, uh, that Matt rule left in the 1990s. Big 10 football hasn't changed much since Matt rule left in the nineties, but, that is Nebraska's biggest problem because they have changed. And, again, Matt Rule, a longtime uh, linebacker at uh, at Penn State back in 94-97, saying that Nebraska has changed. And they, I'm taking that to mean they need to get tougher and more physical like the Big Ten is used to. At uh, Slater Kinnick, putting out a post a couple days ago, 46 days until Iowa football and a picture of Iowa. And since it was 46 days till Iowa football, Brought up the old number 46 and George Kittle. And reminding everybody that George Kittle came in with a two star rating, never received more than an honorable mention from the Big Ten coaches or the media, and then became one of the NFL's top tight ends and a four time Pro Bowler. No doubt about it. That's a good story. Late bloomer, work hard. And Mason Brew at Mason Brew texting in chaos is the ladder in the Big Ten, and only one team can rule the conference realm. Game of Thrones reference there, the houses that will fight for control for the throne, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin, whoever you want to throw in there. They are all going to try and get the throne at the end of the season. Good analogy there. And that is Tuesday tweets. Um. I want to thank you guys again, always. I am uh, very humbled. All the uh, subscriptions, everybody subscribing on uh, on YouTube and everybody listening. It's fantastic. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. Every day our next show. We'll take a look at Big Ten Media Days this week. A lot of questions in the upcoming season, and I know you have them too. And we want them answered. So we'll be paying very close attention to that this week in Indianapolis. Many ways for you to contact me in the meantime, of course. And um, that's uh, at Twitter, at TalkBig10. And be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked Big 10 as soon as it becomes available each and every day. So check out the Locked Sports Today podcast as well for all the latest on everything going on in sports. So uh, great visit. Can't wait to our next visit. Thank you for checking us out. want you to have yourself a great day. And I uh, appreciate you listening to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Sheeman.